Welcome to the Evolve Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Geisel. I am a human design and relationship coach, 6'2", manifesting generator, and total lover of life. If you want real solutions to real life problems, then you are in the right place. This podcast is dedicated to using human design, ancient teachings, and DNA activation to elevate both your relationship with yourself and the people around you. If you are willing to take action on the practical steps given in this podcast, I promise your life will change for the better. All you have to do is open your heart and mind, step beyond your fear, and activate the courage needed to create a life that you're excited to live. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Evolve Beyond Limits podcast. I'm so excited you're here. And today we are going to talk all about what it means to be an emotional authority in human design. So last week we talked about how you need to understand your decision-making authority because it's one of the foundational pieces to actually living and integrating your human design. And so over the next few weeks, I'm going to go over the specifics of each one, what you need to know if you are an emotional authority, what you need to know if you are in a relationship with somebody who is an emotional authority, different things that can pop up um, in that and just kind of anything that's going to help guide you in using this to your fullest capacity in your life. So we're going to start with the emotional authority because about 50% of the population is going to be an emotional authority. And what it means that what this means and how you see this in your chart is if you look at your chart and you see the triangle that is on, if you're looking at the chart, it would be on the right side. If that is colored in brown, then you are an emotional authority. Okay. And so if you're an emotional authority, you are designed to wait for clarity, meaning that you're not actually designed to be spontaneous with your decisions. And as a fellow emotional authority, the fast paced, impatient world we lived in, we live in is probably has you believing that you need to make decisions in the moment before you truly have clarity on whether it's a yes or a no for you. And if you're somebody who has an undefined root center and you have this, then there's a good chance that a lot of pressure builds up for you to make decisions quickly. And you are very impatient, which can mean that it ultimately ends up sending you down the wrong road when it comes to making decisions because you're trying to rush them, you're trying to force them, and you're trying to push them. And that's not something that we want to do as an emotional authority because this is the way that you function is all day long, you have this emotional wave that is going up and then down and then up and then down and then up and then down. You're just kind of you're an emotional being. You're meant to feel the depths of everything, the highest highs, the lowest lows, and everything in between. And you have these moments of clarity, okay? But for most people, they that up and down that they're going through is where they make decisions. And that's actually, that would be making decisions based on your emotions, not what is best for you, not your sacral, because your decisions are still coming from your body wisdom, so we don't want to make decisions with emotion. And if we allow our emotional wave to dictate our decisions, then that's exactly what we're doing. Meaning that somebody, you're talking to somebody and you're in a really good mood and you're just like in the highest of vibes, right? <laughs> and they ask you to do something, you're probably going to say yes, because you're in a good mood. 
Now, on the other hand, if you're having a hard day, you're stressed out, um, maybe you just had a hard moment, a difficult conversation with somebody, and you're kind of in a funk, then more than likely you're going to say no to whatever somebody asks you. And this is not what we want to do. We want to wait out our emotional wave. This is our responsibility is to wait out our emotional wave and wait for that moment when we're not, when we're neither high nor low. We are in that neutral zone and that is when our body is going to speak to us and we're going to get that hit that it's like a yes or a no or a move forward or a don't move forward. So as an emotional authority, you need to adopt this phrase. Let me sit with that. Okay. Let me sit with that. And you can adjust it to let me check my calendar. I really want to give this the time and attention it deserves. So give me a few days to see if I have the time and the space for something like this. Like whatever you can do to get yourself out of making a decision in that moment is going to be really, really healthy for you because you need to give yourself the time and the space to ride out your emotional wave before you make a decision. Again, if you make the decision in the moment, more than likely you're going to be basing it off the mood that you're in, not what's actually best for you in that moment. And this is what I oftentimes hear with emotional authorities. And I've experienced this myself is that you almost feel this like internal click where you just know, you just know if it is a yes or a no or a move forward or a don't move forward. And it's oftentimes going to happen when you least expect it. So you might be when you're in the shower, you're driving. Somebody has told me once that they woke up in the middle of the night and they just like knew. And the reason that it happens in these times is because we're more than likely the most present in those times. We're not trying to force the decision. We're just trying to, we're just kind of living our life. And when you're living your life, normally you're allowing yourself to play. You're not ruminating in your that decision. Then that is when that click is going to happen. Okay. So a lot of times I get the question, what do I do while I'm waiting? What am I supposed to do while I'm waiting? Well, here's the thing. You have fun you relax, you stop searching and you start trusting that the answer is going to appear when it is meant to appear. Okay. And a lot of times I tell people this and I talk to people and I've done this myself. Okay. As we claim that we stop looking, we stopped looking but we're still obsessing over it. We won't stop thinking about it. So maybe we're trying to have fun, but we're not really present. And you're still trying to force this clarity to come. Like it's the only thing that you can think about. And when it's there, it's stuck in our head. It's we have, we've, we've, we are not allowing our body wisdom to tell us it's really getting stuck in our head and everything that gets in our head and we leave it there is going to grow and it's going to make it bigger. And so clarity is often elusive for people. It's like the more you hunt for it, the less likely you are to find it. And so if you were just to allow yourself to relax, to have fun, to trust that the answer is coming, the answer is coming. And I don't know when, and that's okay because it's going to come exactly when it's supposed to. So 
anything, essentially, anytime you're doing something where you aren't trying to find the answer, where you're more relaxed when you're present, you, you allow yourself to become in this space to receive answers more clearly because it's out of that place of receptivity when we find that we are having the most fun, we're the most joyful, we're relaxed, we're present, we're at peace. Essentially, anytime that we're not feeling stressed out or worried or concerned, we get to learn to trust that the answer is going to present itself in those times. So this is really, really important as an emotional authority because most of your life is lived in the in-between, waiting for some sort of answer to present itself. And if you spend all of that time trying to find the answers or thinking about every possible solution that could come or asking everyone else for the answer to the question that you're trying to figure out, you then end up consumed by it. And once you become consumed by it, the further away it's going to get. And then you end up missing, not only do you not have the answers, you're missing out on life because you're not present. You're sitting in this state of confusion and frustration and anger and annoyance and all these different things. Instead of simply just letting go and trusting that the answer is going to come exactly when it's supposed to. Okay. So another question that I get is, what if it's a no? <laughs> what if the answer is a no? Like you're waiting for the answer and then next thing you know, it's like, no, I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to move forward with this. Well, if you're anything like me, you don't like to be told no. You don't want to be told no. So this can be a, a little bit tricky, especially when it's something that you really wanted to do or you really want to do or you were really excited about. And then it's like, no, what do you mean? No, there must be a mistake. I know that I've, I've said that many of times, like there must be a mistake. <laughs> well, there's never a mistake because usually what no means is it means not right now. It's not a no forever. It's just a, the timing isn't correct yet. And so it could also mean that you don't have enough information to give yourself a, a clear answer. So you might need to ask more questions. You might need to research it a little bit more. You might need to ask somebody advice and ask them to give you some things to kind of respond to and ponder over. So it's also... It's a no until it's a yes, but sometimes it's just a no and you don't have to understand it. You just need to honor it because you can't see through the divine tapestry of why, right? Even though your head is going to try to make sense of it and it's going to want to make sense of it, instead of trying to process it or figure out why it's a no or why it's a yes, just follow your authority and move on. It's like Steve Jobs always says, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You're not going to be able to figure out why it's a yes or why it's a no until you look backwards on that situation. And then it might make sense to you. And maybe it never will, but does it really matter? We don't need to waste our time and our brain power trying to process why it's a yes or why it's a no. We just get to simply honor it, okay? Okay. Honor that in your life. And this is this is what happens, okay? Is that you are going to be doing whatever you're doing. The answer is going to come. And it's going to be like, oh, yes, okay, I need to do this thing. 
And then it's going to be, or it might be a no. And then it's going to be five minutes, five hours, five days, some point within the next little while, your emotional wave is going to go down. You are going to go into a funk and you are immediately going to say, what have I done? I think I've made the wrong decision. What if I did make the wrong decision? And you're going to start to drive yourself insane. Understand that this is coming and that you trust the decision that you made when you were neutral. You trust the decision that came through in that internal click, in that flash of insight that you had. That is what you trust. What you're going through right this minute is just an emotional low. And you're going to question every decision that you made. And you're going to wonder if it's the right thing or the wrong thing. Now is not the time to change your mind. Trust the decision that came through when you were in that state of clarity, not when you started to spiral into all of the what ifs about the situation. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about how this shows up in relationships, because this can be a huge tension point between emotional authorities and other faster acting authorities. And what I mean by that is if you're a sacral authority or you're a splenic authority, um, you're going to be able to make decisions in the moment. Like you make decisions very quickly. You make them in the moment. And this can be a struggle between emotional authorities and other people. And I can say this from experience because my husband is a sacral authority. I am an emotional authority and it drives him crazy that I need time and space to create clarity on my decisions. Like for him, it is so simple. You just make the decision and you move on. And it's not, it is that simple, but we just need a little bit more time in order to allow ourselves to get there to ensure that we're not making decisions um, just out of pure pressure or stress or our emotions are not coming into play. So we can really feel this sense of pressure with someone who is a faster acting authority. You start making decisions out of pressure because you feel like somebody else is waiting on you. Um, sometimes you can be, I, I was actually called, uh, one time by a car salesman, I was looking for a new car and he called me indecisive. Okay. He called me indecisive because I couldn't make a decision in the moment. And so now you see that sometimes you really standing by your authority can be very threatening to other people because you refuse to give in to tactics like, um, buy now and get this. Or if you do it in the next like five hours, then you can do this. Like my suggestion those types of sales tactics, those types of things are going to feel very uncomfortable for you because they don't align with your authority. You And so even if you are a business owner or something, trying to put those types of, um, that type of pressure on other people can sometimes not feel good, right? So it's just something you want to think about because like you wouldn't want to be put in that situation. So don't put other people in that situation type of thing. Um, but the funny thing about it is when I really thought about that, this, this car salesman, I'm like, I'm actually not indecisive. He just didn't present me with anything that was like a hell yes. And therefore it was a no. And we can really get caught up in other people's emotions and what other people are thinking and lose sight of what we actually need, which is why we need to separate ourselves from other people. We need to not think about it. And we need to just allow our own body wisdom and our own intuition to bring that thing forward and bring that answer forward. So just 
you we can't get caught up in someone else wanting you to make a decision and override your body wisdom because you're probably going to end up regretting that decision if you do it that way. And this usually creates a couple of different problems that I want to highlight and bring to your attention is one, if the person has been struggling with this for most of their life, then they're going to get to a place where they don't want to make decisions at all because they don't trust their ability to make decisions. If they feel like they were pressured into making decisions quickly, then they've probably made a lot of decisions in their life that actually weren't right for them. And so they regretted the decision and then they lost trust in their ability to make quality decisions. But it's not that they can't make decisions. It's that they're trying to fit into a world that wants them to make quick decisions when they're not meant to do that in the first place. So when you think about this, this starts to compound at like over time. It didn't just happen. So if this is you and you consider yourself somebody who really struggles to make decisions, just understand that you're not broken. You're not indecisive. You just have to learn to trust yourself again. And the only way you're going to do that is by practicing and experimenting with your unique decision-making authority and maybe even keeping a journal that allows you to say like, okay, like this is what that click felt like for me. And this is when it came through for me. Um, this was the decision that I made. And then later on, you can go back and say, what, what did I, what happened with that decision? What did I learn? Where did it take me? Who was I introduced to? Um, gosh, anything, any dots that you can connect. So you can start to really trust the way that your body wisdom comes through the way that your intuition comes through and seeing that the decisions that you make, um, like how they feel and really where they take you. I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to do. So the other thing that can happen with this is that you can start to think that everyone else knows what's best for you. And then you let other ma people make the decision for you. And the reason that we do this is because one, we don't trust ourselves. We have lost trust in ourselves. And so we would almost rather someone else make the decision because we don't want to be responsible for making the wrong decision. So we just leave it up to everyone else. So at least it's not our fault if things don't go as planned or if it was the quote unquote wrong decision, you're not to blame for that. And obviously this really strips you of your personal power and it compounds the story that you don't know what's best for you, which leaves you relying way too heavily on the people around you. So we don't want to take this route, but if this is you, just realize what you're doing. If you're somebody who struggles to make decisions, is it just that you're afraid to make the wrong decision? And we really want to surround ourselves with people who, um, instead of feeling like you can never make the wrong decision, you really want to get to a place where you're like, like, are you, I'm sorry, <laughs> rewind. So instead of being in a place where you're like, you feel like you can never make the right decision, right? We really want to surround ourselves with people and have a lot of grace and forgiveness for, for to ourselves that like, what if we could never make the wrong decision? What if no decision we ever made was the wrong decision? And we just got rid of this polarity of right and wrong. And it's just like, hey, this is the decision that is the best for this moment. It's the best one that I can come up with. And I trust that we like, no matter what happens, 
it will get us to where we want to go. Like, what if we felt like that instead? And I really want you to, to consider that when you're working with these decision-making authorities is be the person that is like, obviously share your opinions, share your thoughts, share your, your different things. But then if it's you trust that, you know, what's best for you, even if other people don't understand it. And if it's somebody else, then trust that they know what's best for them. And maybe there's, maybe there's a lesson that they need to go through, but be the person in their life that trust that they aren't, they can't make a wrong decision and give them their personal power back. And it's just going to be so, um, so much growth for both people involved in that. So here is some ways to kind of put this in to practice is that again, give yourself time to make decisions. Start by giving yourself a day for smaller decisions and a week for bigger decisions. And notice how many different emotions flow through you during that time. Then again, the flash of clarity is coming. And remember that if it's not a yes, it's a no, which often means just not right now. And once you have the clarity, once it's a yes or a no or a move forward or a don't move forward, you do not have to process it. You don't have to understand it. You simply need to honor it and move on. That is it. That is it. Know that the dip is coming. And like I said, I think something that can be really powerful as you're you're really learning to trust yourself again is keeping that tab, keeping that journal of what does this feel like? What are the emotions that I go through? Because you're going to notice that every single person has a very unique emotional cycle that they go through. And if you keep track, you might even notice that there's a unique cycle, emotional cycle that you go through in a single day. Like you are high during this part of the day, you might naturally dip this part of the day and you know all of that types of things. So it's really fun to start to pay attention to our emotions, pay attention to what they're trying to tell us and know that they're not there to make decisions for us. So um, that is all that I have about emotional authorities. I could go on and on and on. This one is, it's, it's a big one and it's a little bit complex, which is why I wanted to tackle it first. But have some fun with this. Allow yourself to, to experiment with it, to try it over the next week. Next week, we are going to talk about sacral authorities and how that is slightly different from emotional authorities. And then don't forget to sign up for your free human design mini session. You can do so using the link in the show notes, or you can just go directly to the website if that is something that you desire to do and dive into your human design chart even deeper um, on a short 30-minute one-on-one call with me. So go ahead and get that taken care of. And then until our next episode, walk your talk, speak your truth, choose courage over comfort, and always evolve beyond limits.